What's up, everybody? Welcome. Welcome to the Artists of Data Science. Happy hours, Data Science Happy Hours. Friday, December 17th, 2021. This is the last Data Science Happy Hour of the year. Man, it's been a good year, man. I know a lot of y'all have done some amazing, amazing things. Shout out to everyone out there just leveling up in, in every aspect. Man, so so happy for you guys, everything you guys have done this year. And and all the uh, just a lot of big things happening with y'all, man. It's it's uh, really inspiring to see the moves all of you guys are making. Uh, so congratulations to all of you out there, uh, artists of data science who've been part of the office hours and part of uh, part of this whole adventure over the uh, last year and a half or so. Uh, thanks for thanks for being here, man. Appreciate all of you guys, my friends. The last happy hour of the year. We're gonna keep this one short. I got to get to a uh, hockey game in uh, in about you know half an hour or so, so we'll keep this one to just a quick half half an hour. I just want to say thank you to you guys for for being here. Thanks for uh, for always just hanging out and tuning into the podcast. A lot of big milestones this year, man. Across the we released not only not only did we release episode number one hundred, but we also released episode number two hundred in this year. Celebrated a one year anniversary. Got a hundred thousand downloads. Uh, some big, big things happening uh, for the show. I mean, not big, it's just, you know, yeah, it's good, good things happening, but I couldn't have done done it without uh, all of you guys' support and all of you guys' help. So thank you so much for, uh, for, for being here for this ride. Russell, how you doing? Matt, how you doing? Monica, what's going on? Auntie, Eric, all you guys in the building, man. Super excited to see all of you guys here. Uh, well, happy, happy, I guess, early Christmas, happy Happy early New Year, holiday season to y'all. Monica, what's going on? How's your week been? Good. Um, My week's been really good. I passed the exam that I was talking about last week. So thank you. Thank you. Congrats. How was that experience? Was it um, an incredibly difficult exam? exam? So so, uh, give us the context again. What was like the exam for? What kind of skills was it testing? And, you know, how'd you, how'd you study? Yeah. So it was a uh, fair foundations given by the open group and um, it really it's around risk quantification. So I'm in cybersecurity um, currently as a, a risk behavioral analytics pro uh, product owner. Um, very mouthful, big mouthful. Um, so what we're, what we're doing is trying to roll out to the company, um, a risk quantification, um, going away from, you know, the standard, um, high, low risk, uh, heat maps that you normally see. So it's a way to actually quantify, uh, dollar amounts to risks within a company. So you can actually say, you know, we will lose $80,000 in a year if such risk scenario were to take place. So it was pretty neat. Um, I do have a cybersecurity background and also um, I respect uh, my audit background with uh, controls really helped as well. Um, so I took a formal course and then studied on the side, found a website with flashcards. So I was doing flashcards and, and yeah, it was, it was a good experience. That's awesome. Well, are you going to be writing about it, blogging about it, posting on, on LinkedIn? Have you already posted on LinkedIn about it? And uh, but by the way, sorry if my mic sounds distorted. I'm not sure what is going on with this. Uh, maybe who knows? Maybe I'll get myself a new microphone for Christmas. I think I might do that. 
Yeah. So I did, um, uh, protege, uh, phenomenon where, you know, you learn by teaching others, right? So along the way, while I was studying, I was posting about different topics that I was currently learning. Um, and that also helped me throughout, um, that whole process as well. Protege method. That's, um, I like that because, because by teaching something you get an opportunity to learn it twice right so that's kind of like the, the exactly. effect that's going on there awesome that's that's awesome to hear i, I like that style of teaching uh antonio yeah. antonio how's it going man what's up so I first like christmas, that look. yeah thanks man yeah how's the first christmas with uh with the new baby good we took him to see santa he was sleeping throughout he woke up Took a picture with Santa, went back to sleep. I like him. <laughs> nice. nice. Right on, man. Well, thanks for thanks for being here. I know Antonio's been making big moves this year, too, obviously. Big move, you know, being a dad and then uh, moving up to Google. And, you know, I think Monica, you landed something new. Uh, a lot of you guys are just doing big things, man. It's awesome to see. Um, so, look, if you guys got questions, comments, anything you guys want to share, any, you know, predictions for next year, anything you just want to talk about reflecting back over the last 12 months or so let me know uh we'll, we'll wrap it up early today though so probably just another 20 minutes or so but still just wanted to hang out with y'all for uh for one last time before uh the break i have just a quick question quick. oh yeah my that, quick question i don't yeah. know if it's gonna help anybody mm -hmm. else but how do you join office hours on a shortcut i have to go back to old emails from you where i confirmed for office hours and like click on that link is there an easy Zoom way where I can like bookmark this? <laughs> uh, did, did I show up on paste that that link, Antonio? Just just paste paste the link somewhere into like a, a Word document and put it on your uh, desktop or a note or something. As okay. long as the URL, the hyperlink works, uh, then you can go to that without having to open up the email. Awesome, thank you. <laughs> I got I got to think about the uh, the user experience for getting onto one of these things. I think I need to uh, sign up for it myself on uh, on on you know the the participant end and see what that flows like. Um, so it doesn't show up on your calendar at all. There's not like a, a calendar. Oh, I don't use a calendar. I guess that's why. Uh, okay, but maybe maybe I should start. <laughs> yeah, yeah, use calendar, man. <laughs> That's, that's how I get here, man. Well, actually, no, I, I just have it on, on my Zoom account. Um, Matt, you're you're saying something? Go for it. I think I, I started to say something. But uh, Antonio and I mentioned something at the exact same time. Mine was a quick one also. Mm -hmm. uh, I just wanted to um, uh, follow up from what you said about the, the learning uh, and learning it from the protege method. It, it's like learning something enough to do it yourself is great. Learning it enough to teach someone else to do it is a completely different thing. If you only learn it to learn how to do it yourself, you won't be able to teach it so well. Learning how to teach is another skill completely in and of itself. That's getting better there, learning how to teach. Um, that's actually, yeah, it's true. Like being able to teach something is itself definitely a, a good skill to have. Ben Taylor in the building. Ben, how's it going, man? I'm better than I've ever been. Nice. I nice. hope that all of you are doing well. Oh, good. Yeah, man. Doing great. Doing great. So uh, what, what makes uh, what makes you feel better than you ever felt before? Um, it, I think life is funny because you have a lot of shit to work on. Um, and that comes from your experience and insecurities and mistakes of your parents, and et cetera, et cetera. Like we all have stuff to work on. I feel like mentally I've just reached a new stage in my life 
where I feel like I've fixed like 99% of the stuff in my head that I need to fix. And that is so nice for me because I can really focus on people around me, people I work with, but also when it comes to navigating politics, sales, priorities, and work. Um, I, I guess the last thing to share is sometimes we, we talk about imposter syndrome. You, you're always going to have cracks in your armor, right? It doesn't matter how accomplished you are in your career. You will always have some cracks. And what I mean by some cracks is there is someone you know that can say something that can make you, that can get through your cracks. So think of like a parent or a coworker or someone who you value their opinion if they call you a dumbass or if they say something, it can make, it can get through. I feel like I'm at, I reached a new level where I have no cracks. And for me, that's really powerful. I could run into, I could walk into a room with a hundred people that love me the most and they could all come and call me a dumbass and that would not shake me. And, and I, and I think for me, that that's what I need right now, but I, I don't know, just kind of a, probably yeah, not the answer you're expecting. <laughs> no, I absolutely love that. Cause uh, as somebody who has uh, uh, a lot of stuff to iron out, man, I'd, I'd like to learn how you, how you got there because well, it's uh, it's work, man. It takes a lot of, takes a lot well, of I think failure is scary. And so her, her read, I think you and I've kind of talked about this too, like some of these projects, like there's a risk of failure, like you, you, and you want to work on projects where there's constantly risk of failure. And I think um, learning to embrace failure, you, no one wants to fail. Like you, you want to fight like hell to not fail, but embracing failure is part of the story. There's something that is kind of beautiful in that. Like if you have a catastrophic failure, if you get fired, you're not like, there. it doesn't mean you have more self-hate. It doesn't mean you doubt yourself. It's just part of the story. Um, Obviously, you don't want to fail, but I think I think there's, I think sometimes we don't embrace failure. We we're scared of it. No, yeah, I think that's I, I, I think that's right, Ben. That's a it's a really powerful thing to say. I, I, I'd maybe say embrace the learnings from failure or embrace the opportunities to learn from failure rather than the failure itself. Accept yes. the failure and embrace the opportunities that that failure itself brings. Uh, is is the way I like to look at things. I, and I think you're exactly right that it's failure is where we learn the most. So that's mm -hmm. what we're going to learn learn from. Yeah. One one of my common things to say is failure is one of the surest fuels for success. Because you know, uh how how better can you learn what not to do by failing by doing something, then you take that off the table, you go in a different direction. You should never repeat the same failure. Uh, under most circumstances, there might be some really weird uh, extenuating circumstances where you can't avoid, but repeat the same failure. But normally, uh, you move away from that direction, re, uh, re-strategize and uh, improve. No, I absolutely love it. Actually, I've got this piece out that I'm writing on Medium. I'll give you guys a sneak peek. I haven't yet released it, but... Uh, that's what I was writing about. Lessons learned from a lifetime of failure. Actually, I've been sitting on this thing for uh, for about a month almost. Just, uh, to, I, I, I don't know, just can't get myself to publish, but I think I might do that now after, after uh, hearing you talk, Ben. Uh, thank you very much. Gina, what's going on? Shout out to Al Bellamy in the building, Matt Diamond. Eric Sims is also in the house, man. How you guys doing? Pretty good. Thanks. Awesome. Hey guys. Well, look, um, I'm excited to have all you guys here. Let me know if you guys have any questions, any closing words you want to put out into the 
interwebs for uh, 2022. How about some exciting predictions? Ben, I don't know if you were here last week. We're kind of touching on it a little bit, uh, but I'd love to um, love to see what you have predicted for, for let's just say, let's keep it constrained for deep learning uh, next year. What do you have? What do you have? Oh, deep learning. Um, I think we're going to see some innovations in the next year that accelerate the, the load of labeling for humans. Um, so, so you could think of like, faster topic finding and and i know we try to circle we try to reduce the number of images we have to label do you have to label ten thousand images a thousand or ten and so i'm hoping this next year you're going to see predictions where maybe you, you label two or five and so the, the heavy load of needing all this manual labeling i think that might go away next year or the next three years so like self-supervised learning type of stuff in a way yeah self-supervised learning or even the next level so it's because self-supervised is you're you're building weak models and making them stronger, but can I actually have the weakest model surprise me, where mm -hmm. I'm where I'm delighted? Mm -hmm. uh, let's let's get some trends from a uh, from how about some data engineering analytics engineering trends? How about analytics engineering trends for 2022? Let's go to let's go to Mark for this one. Mark, uh, what, what do you see for like what's what's your prediction or or forecast for analytics engineering in 2022? What do you see? Uh, what do you see happening for that for that space? I'm like just diving into that space to learn a lot about it. Um, so I still I I don't feel like I'm in a place to say where the trend's going to be. Um, but based on what I'm reading, you know, um, you know, I think DBT, the data build tool, I think the recently, I think either last year or this year, the author um, for their newsletter just shifted away from data science to go all in on analytics engineering, which I think that was a really cool signal to, to, to see that because they're obviously really in, in tune with the, the market. And so for them to make that shift to go like, hey, you know, this, this is what we want to do. Of course, it is their company, so that is another component of it. Um, but then also, I think something that's really interesting is, you know, Andrew, I believe Andrew, no. Um, basically, it's, everyone knows him, Andrew Coursera. Oh, Andrew um, Ang? Andrew Ang. Yeah, yeah, yeah Andrew Ang. Um, just completely butchered the last name, sorry. Um, you know, there's huge emphasis on, like, stop making these complex models and just, like, create great data. Um, and improving your data. And I think analytics engineering really taps directly into that. Like how can you have software engineering best practices for this later stage of like the data pipeline that's gonna be going to fuel your analytics or your models. Um, so I really think analytics engineering is gonna fit nicely within that piece as more people are like less worried about big data and more worried about like quality data coming in. Love that man. Super, super insightful. Thank you. Thank you very, very much. Um, uh, Antonio, what do you got? What do you got for your predictions for um, 2022? And then let's go to Russell after that. And uh, Monica, it doesn't even have to be predictions, data science or whatever, just life in general. And then uh, Eric has a question that we'll get to. Um, if anybody knows the answer to Eric's question, let me know and I'll um, have them answer. Uh, but yeah, let's go to Antonio, Russell, and then Monica, just general predictions for uh I predict that Ben is going to do some crazy projects now that he's on another level. That's what I predict. I think you're right. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they let the tiger out of the cage. I'm excited for next year. Yes, sir. Um, but from my perspective, I think, I don't know if this is predictions or trends that I'm seeing. Uh, I think in a few different industries, um, 
it's been already happening, but with uh, like privacy being a major vocal point and like third party cookies going away. Uh, I've noticed a couple different companies now that I've been in and just around the industry is like, what the heck are we going to do? And that shift focus from third party to first party data. Um, so that's, uh, that's going to be interesting how, how that plays out because a lot of the world right now relies on, on third party cookies. And uh, obviously you see uh, consumers care about the privacy. I don't know if it was like Facebook or Apple when you have to opt in uh, into like them collecting your data. It was like 15% of people opted in, um, which I, I, I was surprised, honestly, because I, I don't care. I'm like, all right, I know what it's like when you don't have good data. So I'll just let you collect my data. <laughs> just, and I don't mind seeing personalized ads. You know, I'd rather see something that I've searched. Uh, it actually helped me sometimes, but 15% is a very low number. So I think that's going to, to affect a lot of different industries, uh, that whole privacy initiative. And I think a lot of companies are going to be working on, on that. Russell, how about you? Yeah. Uh, I'd like to build on Mark's comment about, uh, uh data engineering, data science, uh, data analytics, because I've always been curious about the differentiation between those titles. Because in my mind, at least, you know, any good scientist needs to be able to engineer, needs to be able to analyze. Any good engineer needs to know better science and a bit of analytics and, and vice versa. But if you if you boil it right down to the basics, you know, in my mind, at least, a, a, a scientist works out um, why things work. An engineer works out how to make them work. And an analyst works out what they do when they're working. Okay, so if you want, if you lump up data to that, it doesn't quite work for the, the definitions of the titles we've got in the data community. They're a bit more nuanced than that. But um, hopefully next year there's going to be far less um, concentration on defining what those are and saying someone is definitely a data scientist or a data engineer or a data analyst. And general, um, oh, there was a great, great word for it, augmented analytics. Um, I think uh, uh, Cindy Housen was talking about this recently. I think that's a great term for this entire field of data. Should just work towards augmented analytics, and I'd like to see that happen next year. Uh, one additional thing, touching back onto uh, last week's conversation, is will there be a GT4 um, Super C, GPT3, can't even speak, GPT4, um, better than GPT3. Uh, might be interesting to get uh, Ben's comments on that. Uh, yeah, and that's it for me. Awesome. Thank you very, very much. You know what? Uh, let's go ahead and uh, let's do Monica's prediction. And then actually, guys, uh, I have actually got to wrap it up because I've got to head to the uh, to the stadium. So my apologies for, for making a short one. Uh, but uh, let's hear Monica's prediction. And then uh, I'll go ahead and, uh, and, and wrap this up. Monica, go for it. All right. I don't think I have any predictions per se, but more of like hopes and dreams where um, I'm hoping to see like data quality and data literacy kind of grow more um, outside of the data professionals so that like things like self-service BI can be more used versus just creating a dashboard and then nobody uses it. So really beefing up that data literacy so people can use that data and the data quality aspect of, um, you know, getting away from the whole garbage in, garbage out. 
Monica, thank you very, very much. Uh, so, guys, let's go ahead and uh, let's wrap this off. Sorry, up. Sorry to cut it short. I just wanted to see you guys one last time for the year. Uh, we'll be back in action on January the 7th, the first Friday in January. Uh, taking a pause on releasing new episodes until then as well. So that's why there wasn't one released today. And there won't be one for the next couple of weeks. Y'all, happy holidays. Uh, happy Christmas. Happy New Year. All that stuff. Thank you guys so much uh, for just being here week in week out over the last year uh thank you so much for you know celebrating some big milestones uh with me this year 100th episode and 200th episode all in one year and one year anniversary and 100,000 downloads all in one year damn could not have done it without you and not even a single friday missed for uh these happy hour sessions that that i can recall if, if i was wrong then i apologize but th if there's some missed it wasn't many so thank you guys so much for for being here thank you for uh being a wonderful part of the community uh love you guys very very much and uh, hopefully one of these days I can come and, and hang out with all of you guys. Take care, y'all. Have a good rest of the uh, the year. Have a good holiday season. I'll see you guys uh, shortly. Oh, there are a couple of things, though. Tomorrow going live at 10 a.m. with Jeremy Adamson. Uh, we're talking about Minding the Machines, his book. Um, I'm also going live on uh, the 21st, actually. Uh, yeah, I should probably shut this out. Um, doing a live stream with somebody who's like that's uh, gonna be a fanboy moment for me uh, i'll be interviewing akira the dawn on my podcast so if you guys know then you know akira the dawn is uh like that's the only music i listen to uh his stuff is just amazing so total fanboy moment for me tune into that that'll be live streamed uh can't believe it so a uh, shout out to uh, the curious lion uh himself andrew barry um he kind of set us up uh with an introduction uh so if you didn't if you guys want to hear more of me, uh, you can tune into Andrew Berry's podcast. How did you learn that? That episode was released today as well. Uh, those are the other announcements. That's it, y'all. Thank you so much. Happy New Year. Remember, my friends, you got one life on this planet. Why not try to do something big? Cheers, everyone. <laughs>